everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Okay, welcome to our second episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. So today, uh, I have the pleasure of uh, entertaining Mrs. Melita Johnson. She's a wife, a mother, a wellness ambassador, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Uh, She's uh, the founder of the Elgin Foundation, and she is most recently a realtor. So welcome to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. Um, Our mission here, Phenomenal Woman Wednesday with Resilience, which is the the name of our channel, uh, Power. Uh, Our mission is to promote women uh, and their positivity, um, understanding that we come with so many gifts and so many offerings that um, I think that it's really important that we um, shed light on the women who are really making a difference in our world today. So with that, I would like to introduce Mrs. Melita Johnson, and um, I welcome you to please uh, share with our listeners um, how you ventured um, on your mission upon wellness and philanthropy and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I feel honored and blessed to be a guest here on uh, your show. So thank you so much. Um, I don't even know where to begin because uh, my life has been a whirlwind of you know ups Um, really good ups and some really down downs. Um, But truly, I, you know, before, if I could just, you know, sort of take it back, I always wanted to work in healthcare, specifically as a physician. And then I uh, was diagnosed with lupus. And so, you know, my life took an unexpected turn. And um, it took some time, but I had to become okay with that turn. Um, and, and what I decided to do is to stay really close to healthcare, but to work in healthcare as an executive for a large organization here in Southern California for a number of years. And, and what happened there is I had a tremendous learning opportunity to, uh, I, I was able to grow, you know, as a healthcare administrator, as a businesswoman and also as a woman who was growing a brand new family um my life took a, another very unexpected turn when my youngest sibling my brother elgin started to uh go or, or experience mental health challenges and even though you know, as an undergraduate student at UCLA, I, I majored in psychobiology and thought I knew something about psychology. I, I truly did not. And while he was go- so while he was going through his his challenges, I sort of was going through those challenges with him because we were so close. And then again, unexpectedly, his life ended, and his life ended by suicide. And so I had to stop. So I mean, it, re- it required you to, to refocus, readdress what was important in your life? 
It did. I, 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 well, I had to stop because I could not physically, mentally, emotionally, I couldn't move forward. I couldn't move. I, you know, I have always been known to be the strong one in the family. I'm very resilient. If you need help, I'm there to help you. I can figure out a way through everything. When that happened, I couldn't move. I, I couldn't get out of bed. I had never experienced such an emotion before in all of my life. And um, I had never experienced such a loss. Um, and so, like you said, it, it made me, I stopped. I never stepped foot into my office again. Never. I didn't even go and grab my things. They brought it to me. I didn't move. Um, but I knew I had to do something when the time was right and when I could get myself together mentally and emotionally and physically. Um, during that time, I, I, I'm, I'm fight. Well, I was 5'10". <laughs> I'm shrinking now, apparently, because I'm 5'9". And that was just seven years ago. But um, I am, let's just say 5'9 and a half. And <laughs> right. somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. Right. I, during that time, I dropped my weight dropped to 115, which is not a normal weight for someone my height or even someone that's five, five. It's just not. So a, this a is during weight. the period of your rest. Yeah. During the time of my break. So this happened in 2002, 2012. I'm sorry. My brother passed in 2012. And during that time, I, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't do a lot of things. And um, and I just really had to, you know, again, just sort of figure out how I could move forward with my life. And it wasn't until, um, you know, with these challenges that I saw that all of my relationships were breaking down. So my relationship with my husband my relationships with my children, with my family, I had completely withdrawn from life um, because it just didn't seem like it was as important without Elgin in it. And so when, you know, I just sort of hit a, a, a sort of was between a heart, what do you call it? What's the saying? A rock and a hard a place. A rock and a hard place. I'm always bad with those things. <laughs> <laughs> I was between a rock and a hard place. And I had to choose, like literally choose. And um, my family really helped me through that time. My husband sought out professional help. We had to go to seek marriage counseling um, to help us get past that point. And is that something that you feel he would have typically done? Because um, I know um, you, you're, you're African-American, and um, as African-Americans, we tip, tend to uh, shy away from seeking <laughs> professional um, formal help. And so is that something that your husband would have done, um, truly, or was he stepping outside of the box as well to just find a way to support you? Oh no, him. No, there was no way he would have ever in his life considered. He would have recommended it now. Like, you know what? You may need to seek out some professional help, but to actually receive it, that is not something that he typically would have done. So for him to go out, to find the professional, to find a time that worked for us, for us to go consistently, that was all him. So he was able to do that. And in those sessions, the professional saw that there was more that was going on mm -hmm. and recommended that I just see the professional by myself. In addition to having, you know, the marital counseling, to also having just 
sort of counseling so that I can find a space where I can heal, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that without that help, I would not be where I am today. And so I am a tremendous advocate for mental health services. So, you know, a lot of us, especially in the African-American or black community, we will not seek services. We will not talk about any mental health issues in our families, with our friends, our loved ones. It's just taboo. It's something that we don't do. We're just strong to do that is the perspective a lot of the time. Or Mm -hmm. um, we need to pray it away. Right. You'll say, you know, I've even, I recently attended a friend's, her child was baptized and the pastor there said the, you know, essentially that there is no such thing as mental illness. If you are depressed, it's because you have not found God. And if you pray, it will go away. And while I do believe in God and the Lord, and I do, I am a strong advocate of prayer. You, in addition to that, you need to seek if possible, if the resources are available, seek professional help. And so with that, with that help, I was able to then go on to create sort of a space um, where we can eliminate the stigma of mental health. And that space is called the Elgin Foundation for Wellness, an organization designed to really work with others to eliminate the stigma of mental health and to, you know, work to rid... Um, our our society, our communities of suicide. Yeah, um, I think that is just so profound um, that um, one of the things that I find so amazing about you, Melita, is that you um, took you transformed your pain into something so positive. That is, I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment. Not many people Thank are able you. to take hold of that and really. Um, I think that we are able to do it. I just think that we're sometimes not brave enough to do it or we just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that um, you absolutely offer us uh, as women, um, as people, uh, as, you know, to mankind is the ability to transform mm-hmm. adversity and pain into something positive that is a, bit a benefit um, to the whole. So I think I thank you for that. Um, what would you say, um, in, in now that you have the Elgin Foundation and you put on so many different um, uh, programs and um, just this past year you gave out scholarships to the youth and um, just doing some really, really amazing things to bring awareness to the community. Um, how do you um, describe your ability to balance uh, being a wife, mm-hmm. a mother, um, your career, um, and then still find, like you spoke about that space um, mm-hmm. to heal, but how do you find that space in your daily existence to really just um, take care of yourself? I know that that is a common struggle that we have as women. Oh man, oh, that's it's such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the balance part, it's difficult and it's, it's almost a, sort of a everyday sort of a reset button that you have to push. So some days you have these really hectic days as a mother or as a wife or these really demanding days in the office as, um, you know, the leader or founder of a new organization or even with the real estate, it can be difficult, you know, in dealing with a difficult transaction. And you also have to go home to help out two children or three children with homework assignments or projects and whatever else. What I do 
to reset. Literally, I do this every single morning as I take out five to 10 minutes of my time before I do anything else, before I speak with anyone, before I have a cup of coffee or tea. This is what I do every single morning. I pray and I do yoga. People say, I don't have time to do yoga. I don't have, if you don't have five or 10 or 20 minutes where you can just set it aside for you, then you have to rethink what it is that you're doing in your life. And so what I've done is really literally in the morning, I stretch, I do yoga, I may meditate, but I have that time set aside for myself. And I set a very clear intention for the day reassuring myself that I'm going to have a good day regardless of whatever challenges are thrown my way. Mm -hmm. And I proceed with the day accordingly. Now that strategy was not easy and it took years to sort of come to this understanding that I need to set some time every day for myself. And then I also schedule out time to exercise and nobody can come in between me and those times where I exercise. So those two things I think are really key if you're sort of balancing between different worlds and you need to sort of have some a space where you can be like, okay, this is for me because if you're in a good space as a mother, everybody else will be in a good yeah. space. But if you're scattered and all over the place, your entire family or your entire world will be scattered, yeah. you know? I, d I definitely agree with that. So it sounds like what you're saying is that you've created a daily ritual for mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I also agree that that's very important, having a daily ritual um, and then with meditation. So can you tell us about um, what yoga actually does to you? A lot of people feel... Or, or for you, a lot of um, people, I know it's become um, more popular now, but um, some people feel that it is just kind of like this uh, <laughs> out there kind of thing. And um, it's not, it's, it's either some um, taboo spiritual practice yeah. <laughs> or, um, you know, really just don't understand the benefits um, that it offers even to your physical health just marrying mm -hmm. those two things. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, first of all, I have to say that I truly enjoy yoga. And maybe I was one of those skeptical people back in the day. Like I came into yoga, literally I was a little stressed. No, I was really stressed in graduate school and I had never felt this kind of stress before. And my now husband, then boyfriend said, why don't you try yoga? And so I literally went into Target, found a VHS. Yes, I'm dating myself. I found a VHS. <laughs> I put it in the VCR and the name of that VHS was yoga for dummies that's how I got started in yoga and it gave, it walked you through 10 yoga poses that you know they showed you the correct alignment and all this stuff on this VHS so that's how I got started but it was sort of an infrequent practice that I had you know mm -hmm. begun when I started to do yoga again at the end of 2016 and you know especially you know after going through so much in my life with you know so many deaths. So you have my, my brother who had passed, then my grandmother, my aunt, all these sort of deaths and, and this illness with my father. I needed to find, again, a space that allowed me to heal and to grow. And so I decided at the end of 2016 to recommit, you know, my yoga to my yoga practice. And as a result, 
a lot of benefits sort of <laughs> started to arise. So I got a call out of nowhere offering for me to do a, a, a yoga teacher training at half off. I mean, I never would have received that. Like, where did that even come from? Why did she call me? You know, it just seemed like as soon as I dedicated myself to yo the yoga practice. Set the intention. Set the intention. You know, it, things started to come. And so what happened, though, as a result, you know, I'll go to the gym and I will set my set aside my time. I have my own yoga mat that everybody's sort of working out and lifting weights. And I, I do that. And then I have my yoga mat and it's sort of in the middle and I do what I need to do. But to come back to your um, to your question, a, a lot of people do sometimes feel like yoga is for the unicorns. You know, it's just sort of, again, this mythological sort of practice, you know, where you're praying to maybe Buddha or who, whomever. And it really isn't. You know, I've even heard some Christians say, I can't do yoga because I'm a Christian. And I say, well, you know, I am too. You know, I'm not praying to Buddha. But what I am doing is I am, I am demanding that I have a spiritual healing. And so through the yoga and the meditation, I have gained that. And so, um, I have lupus again. Right. And so with that, I have, I, I struggle sometimes with rheumatoid arthritis. It's just part of my, my journey. And so I, there was a time where I didn't think I would be able to do a number of the, you know, sort of strength um, requiring yoga poses. But again, it's really through the practice, really through dedicating my life to, to, I guess, a system or a method that would allow me to find a space where I can be calm through different difficult times that I'm able to sort of accept, you know, things as they come, but have a different way of dealing with them, a more calm, strategic, methodical way for dealing with that. And I know that I got that through the practice of yoga. I know that for sure. Like, I don't even feel um, any arthritis pain at all where I used That's to feel amazing. it, right? That's I used amazing. to feel it in my fingertips and my wrist and my knees. I couldn't do a down dog sometimes because it, I was in so much pain. And now I can do a handstand like that. You know, it's just, it's yeah, really you had your hundred days of, Yes. Have handstands. So yes. Now you're doing yes. the free standing, free Hands standing handstands. Yes, no a two-second one. A yeah. two-second. <laughs> it's two seconds. So it's you know. But who would have thought that someone who is almost forty, all these children, uh, lupus, arthritis, that I would be able to sort of evolve my yoga practice into something that will require me to lift up my, my body and, mm -hmm. and to, you know, so it's just amazing. And I'm just, I'm amazed too. And so I would encourage everyone out there to give yoga a, a chance. And you can also go to my Instagram page, which is be well with Mel, B E E well with Mel for um, additional tips. Yeah. And we'll provide do. a link for that uh, yes. for your, for your page so that um, our listeners can be inspired by, all that you're doing with your yoga and your wellness uh, um, focus. So um, one other question that I have for you, the, the common thread that I hear uh, coming from you when you're talking about your times of challenge and transformation and um, even when you've been encouraged to try something new is um, support from your husband. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is amazing. Um, that is something that cannot be purchased. Um, mm -hmm. having um, that supportive individual. So how would you describe, um, what would you tell listeners, uh, women in general, even our men, 
um, about the importance of investing in your marriage? Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I would definitely say that your marriage and your relationships are so important. And so you should treasure them. You should treat them as if they are a treasure. You need to nurture them like a plant, water them. You need to invest time in them and in the relationship. Um, it's, you know, a lot of the times I hear uh, from my single friends, you know, the sort of the ambition to want to be married and have children. But with that comes a huge responsibility and unselfish responsibility that you have to your partner. And that's, it's that you will love them without condition, that you will accept, you know, both the love, the flaws, you know, the conflict, all the stuff that comes with marriage, you will accept that and you will do your best to, you know, to try again tomorrow, you know? And I think it's important to let your loved one know that, you know, to share your level of appreciation for them. Tomorrow is not promised, you know, and you have to really just invest whether it's, you know, you have a date night on a Tuesday, if you can, you know, swing that or whatever it is, you have to take the time to let that person know how much you love them mm-hmm. and to show your appreciation for them in, in the way that they would appreciate it. Not like for me, like I know, it, yeah. right. I know what I like. But would he want, you know, a, a nice new handbag or, you know, shoulder bag? <laughs> he wouldn't like that. But he would appreciate, you know, affection yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. So you have to get to know what their love languages are and, and really show them, you know, show them how much you love and appreciate them. And that goes for, you know, even all your relationships, you know, mm-hmm. with my mother. She has always been there at any given time of the day or night. I can call and she will drop whatever she's doing to be there. Now, it's also my responsibility to show her how much I love and cherish and care for her, you know? Mm-hmm. And all, you know, my children, everybody in my life, I, I to try to make... You have to feed the relationship. You have to, to feed it. Them. You do. Otherwise, it will die. Absolutely. So my final question for you um, is, uh, as a mother... Um, so you're living uh, an example every day and um, you're getting up, you're taking that time and space for yourself, you're resetting and you're giving everything a hundred percent. What would you say is the most important lesson that you think you might be giving your children? Hmm. Uh, accountability. I think I have a couple. So accountability to each other mm-hmm. you know a lot of the times my children will fight as siblings do um and i i remind them that our time here is limited so and i remind them that they have themselves you know you have to be accountable for each other you have to love on each other and tell each other that but of course they're like 12 10 and 7 they're like oh mommy i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> this is whatever you know you're floaty but uh, <laughs> with the love stuff, but I do, I teach them accountability and what I, I share with uh, my entire family and those that I cherish the most. Um, I never, ever, 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 um, if we are engaged in a conversation by phone or in person, um, by text, 
I always leave with I love you and um, I'll share with you why um, the the night before my brother he so he again died by suicide but before he died he had called a, a number of people but he called me specifically on March 19 2012 at 11 o'clock p.m. and he we were talking which is not uncommon mm -hmm. at that time but I had this tremendous urge I had this tremendous urge to say I love you and um, I didn't we got off the phone and I never spoke with him or heard from him or anything again and uh, that that I think um, if there's anything else you know that I, I could ever say I really live life in regret I don't have regrets at all but that is the one thing that I do regret is that perhaps he left this world and didn't know or understand that I loved him like with all of my heart I loved him and so now you know it may sound goofy you know in my household my husband leaves he leaves early and everybody's like I love you I love you daddy I love but it means so much to me that we you know, begin our day and end our day in love. And, you know, I feel like it's important to let that person know at that time how you feel about them. Because again, you don't know if that's the end or not, you yeah. know? Hmm. Yeah. With that, um, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, we could go on and on. There's so many layers to this mm -hmm. woman. So, um, uh, but but we'll we'll end here. And I just want to thank you for your time and your mm -hmm. transparency. And mm -hmm. I'm honored to feature you. Thank you so much. And I I want to thank you for allowing me to share um, in this space. And thank you for being a true friend because you were with me through it all and you know the the struggles. And, and I, so I, I thank you and I praise you for this amazing podcast. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.